Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Today we have Devin Zilmer. Devin is a young hustler, a 2020 graduate, an engineer by day, and a speaker and entrepreneur by night. He's the creator of the hashtag more than movement. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, welcome everyone. Welcome back to Money Purpose series. And today we have our guest, Devin Zilmer. I'm so excited to dive in this interview. Him and his wife has been um, speaking on the stages with 100 and plus people, helping people with mindset and um, recover from the introvert, uh, introvertness and shyness and also motivate people to get to the Um, dreams or goals that they want to and I'm super excited that this is our first guest that we have um, on this series who is actually has to face with a lot of I would say changes of 2020 is to Mm -hmm. graduate during pandemic finding a job getting married figuring out the finances and just basically adulting (laughs) so welcome welcome yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Mimi. Uh, it's I'm excited to talk today about just some of the things we've we've had going on this year. I mean, 2020. I mean, I think we may write a book on it, to be honest. But we're we're looking forward to it. So, thanks for having me on. You know, series is about money talk and just money series. Maybe you can walk us briefly through your journey with finances. Um, did you grow up with you know m- money mindset? Did you know how to save money and invest money and to till this day? What is your mindset mm-hmm. towards money and what does that mean to being a graduate in 2020 and trying to figure out, you know, your job and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think a little bit of background on me, my, I grew up in a, in an entrepreneurial household. My dad built a business growing up. Um, so watched him do that. Um, but also just like personally finances, in our family, like they weren't like great. I was the oldest of five boys. So they weren't like crazy, like, Hey, we were, going on total trips all the time. Like we were pretty humble. Um, but my dad, like I watched him gut it out and build a company. So there was a lot of influence from that. Mm. Um, I think one of the things for me is when I grew up, I was never afraid to go work for money. So like at the age of 16, I was pretty much financially like cut off from my parents, not like from them, like not giving me money, but like I created my own outcomes. Right. Yeah. So as a result, um, like I bought my own car, I bought any sports equipment I needed, like everything that was on me. So from a very early age, there was pretty, there was a lot of ownership taken in my finances. Mm. And um, so I was never afraid to work hard for money. Um, that was never a thing for me. But I also understood that money was kind of a tool to create yeah. like some lifestyle and create some of the choices you actually want to make. Um, so then flash forward to college, I actually am not really looking forward to going to college. Personally, I wasn't at the time. Um, and I really like, actually, like I wrote an article on LinkedIn that like my mom applied for me cause I just wasn't like wanting to go. <laughs> um, so it was like kind of my experience and, uh, you know, lo and behold, she applied to a school that costs, you know, like 40, $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So 
right away as I got into college, like I went because I was going to play baseball, end up not playing baseball, whatever. I go to college and my background for money and just how to like pay off, like even getting student loans. I had no, no clue. FAFSA forms, I barely knew how to fill out. Um, so there was a really big disconnect on how to create like actual like results and create, set up a really good budget and all that. Mm. Um, so then when I was a freshman, sophomore, like I was, I was flat broke. Like I was, I had a couple hundred bucks to my name. I sold my car, right. To pay for tuition. Like I had no means to make money. Um, and it was kind of at that point in time that it was just kind of a click for me. It's like, I have to start to make some better financial decisions and, um, and also put myself in a position to like, you know, be set well up after college. Right. Right. So that kind of mindset. And then we met some people, my wife and I met some people that actually, they knew how to create, uh, you know, good cash flow, how to, how to talk about money, how to think about money. Mm. So it kind of started to change our mindset a little bit. Um, but it was in that time frame where like, okay, like we got our first internship, right? Yeah. Um, and we started to just make some money and start to figure that out. Well, then there was the aspect I needed a car. My wife, my wife and I, our girlfriend at the time, we were like starting to get serious. We're like, we were thinking about the future. So I was like, oh, I got to get a ring. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I got to start to start to figure some things out. So um, one of the big things that we did in college, uh, I know I'm getting a little long here, so I'll just kind of, wrap this up a little bit but one of the things we did in college is it was we were just weren't we were willing to work harder than I think a lot of our peers mm. were so I think a lot of people in college like there's a stigma you're broke if you're a student and yeah. we were like the heck with that like why why do we have to be broke as a student so what we did was we just decided to work 20 plus hours a week outside of our full full-time studies right mm. and we started doing some side hustles we're like why, why what's the point right while keeping our lifestyle like intact and like, yeah, do we make some tougher decisions? Yes. But like, we still got to hang out with some of the people we wanted to and whatnot. But that really did for us is it set us up for a good savings account. Like we were, we were good in that card. I did get the car. I did get the ring. We got married. Um, and then we actually paid for our wedding too. And we're coming out the other side of that after graduation, we paid for most of it ourselves. So there was a lot of, a lot of growth point from like sophomore year to senior year, but I think it really comes down to like somebody just taking ownership, which is, which is what we did. Yeah, and I love it. And in one of your book, I believe, Change the Game, mm -hmm. uh, you actually talk about own your future and all of those things. So where can we find that book? Yeah, so you can find it. So it's an article on LinkedIn. You okay. can find, uh, you can just find it on my profile. I, I have it right on there and just scroll down to the featured section and go ahead and read it. Um, okay. Yeah. Totally I'm super yep. curious about it. I'm definitely gonna go and read it. Um, Cause one of the thing that curious me the most uh, by putting this series out is to really um, bridge that gap between the mind, money mindset that uh, boomers mm -hmm. had where you study hard, work hard, go to school, work really long time, and then wait till like 59, 60 when you can mm -hmm. graduate. And nowadays uh, because of technology, we have access to so many people, resources, and tools where you can literally work from the beach, um, work from home or whatever that you add and have so many opportunities to create side hustle where you can up your income so much faster than the old school mindset that we used to have. So mm -hmm. can you share a little bit more on that part is, do you see like from, you know, growing up and just from freshmen, um, you know, trying to find side hustle and being different from your peers. What does yeah. that take and what mindset you have to kept? And also, how did you keep that mindset going? 
Yeah, yeah. I think there's like something to be said about like, why are you building your side hustle? Or like, why are you going to do a side hustle, right? Like, to be honest, like when we first started side hustle, it was like, can we go out to eat and just like go out to eat freely? That was like my wife and I's like goal, right? Like, and not think about it, right? right. Not have that guilt. That was the first thing in college. But then at some point it's like, okay, great. Like I have made a couple hundred bucks here and there. Like that's, that's great. It's cute. Like, what are you going to do with the results? And then it kind of clicked for us is like, we have to have some big reason why, mm. right? We have to have a big reason why. So you like, at the end of the day, like if it's a side hustle, if you're actually building something that like you really uh, invested a lot of money into, if it's entrepreneurship, you're going to have to have a big reason why. Otherwise you're not going to necessarily be willing to go through the junk that entrepreneurship is Absolutely. about, right? Like there's, it's all, a lot of people think it's glamour, but it's, there's a lot of grit that's involved. Absolutely. So I always encourage somebody to have a big reason why behind your side hustle. But um, you know, a little bit more technical, but making sure that you have some sort of way to build equity, right? Because it's like, do you want a second job or do you want something to like, if you want to invest time to something that you can like eventually create some value with, or, you know, if you want to sell it or, you know, mm. if you actually want to build it long term. Yeah. Like that's a big thing I think people miss is like when my wife and I started, we had like, she cleaned houses. I would, I umpire baseball games. Like we did a lot of stuff just to make some extra cash, yeah. but like it wasn't necessarily going to give us anything long-term. Mm. Right. So that's one thing I like, just have a big reason why, and then trying to find something that you can build equity with. Right. I love that. And yeah. so with that mindset, you know, going now into 2020 and a lot of life yeah. changes that you guys had, um, what is the one habit that you have to stick with or maintain, you know, besides of what externally happening within your household to keep your, you know, to keep building your equity or your, I would say family wealth. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, like a big thing that we're believers on is just a budget. Like, can you have a budget together? Right. So we did that in college. We tried to stick to it as best as we could, you know, with the limited funds that we had. What we have done since then is we're on the same budget. Okay. Our, our finances, because we both have full-time careers now, have uh, it essentially quadrupled. Like we've, we've grown quite a bit and just like how much money we bring in, but we haven't changed how we spend. Mm. So I think a lot of people miss is like, okay, all your billions, even if you're building your side hustle, it doesn't really matter, right? Like if your budget's out of whack, like, and you want to scale a company to like, let's say, let's say, I don't know, half a million, quarter million dollars. Mm. If you can't budget your personal finances. You're not going to be able to figure out that, right. that big company, right? right. So it's got to start foundationally. But for us, you know, it's like one of our big values is, is like, can we be debt free? Right. I, like that's one of our big yeah. things. Can we be a debt free household? So like we're chasing that down by like making sure we like have everything in our budget. We live below our means. Right. And then we throw everything else at debt. Right. That's like kind of what we're doing now. Um, but just being really have like a clear goal behind it with, right. with, a, with a budget, I think is really key. Yeah. That's really what's helped us. Cause I think a lot of people, what ha they have is this lifestyle inflation, mm. right? You get a new job, right? They get the, uh, they get the next promotion, whatever, yeah. right? Or their side hustle starts taking off, whatever. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, now I deserve, personally, I deserve a car. I deserve this next house. Yeah. I deserve this. And it's Upgrade. like, yeah, it's like, but really what they're doing is they're setting themselves back so, so mm. far, right? Because they deserve it. And it's like, one of the things that we've always said is like, you know, we are willing to live humbly and spend money like on the things that we truly care about. Cause I don't want to impress anybody with a car. Right. Like, it doesn't get me anywhere in life. Right. So just living below our means and not like, and fighting that lifestyle inflation, which I mean, it's, it's there, right? Like we have, we have, we battle it a little bit. Cause like we want to go golfing every weekend, but right. we can't. <laughs> right. So. Well, and I think also it's about choosing your priorities that you can right. let 
leave, uh, give yourself some space within your budget to have some lifestyle upgrade and you know right. enjoy your life um put it in a budget just don't overspend it and you know know that you are willingly do it and mm. just don't overdo yeah. it <laughs> i would say um well what is the one habit that you guys had to i would say change or adapt as you graduated and then now married um and now like having a job and then stepping in the pandemic, right? Like how mm-hmm. did your money, I mean, I think you already mentioned it that you guys didn't really change a lot with your spending habit, but did um, COVID-19 affected that or improve that? Yeah, for us, we were very fortunate to keep our jobs through all this. So it definitely helped us a little bit just cause we didn't really have to like travel or anything. Yeah. And in uh, like all, we were working from home. So like we lost, we lost some of the travel expenses um, one thing we, you know, what we really had to work on through all of this is just, you know, just being conscious of, again, what our spending habits are, but more importantly, like, you know, cause back to the side hustles, cause we're investing time in like our side hustles is, um, it's really easy to get caught up in like, oh, now I'm like home more. I can get watch Netflix or I can do all yeah. this stuff. And it's like, one thing I talk about in my article is just like time, having a time budget. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Because one thing that like a lot of people I think miss out on is like, we all have the same 24 hours, right? How do you invest your time on a day-to-day basis, right? So that you're either building yourself or building something, right? Because I think you have to build yourself image before right. you actually build something, in my opinion. Um, but, um, you know, financially, we didn't have to make a whole lot of changes. I think, you know, obviously we had to make some pivots because like we had a wedding and stuff like that yeah. and through COVID and like managing that and then like the start of our careers. Um but, uh, you know, I think one of the big things we said in the beginning is like, you know, where a lot of people like, you know, if there was some uh, money that was coming in, you know, via stimulus or anything, we just like, we saved it. Mm. Right. For students, like one of the things that we've practiced is like, you don't have to pay anything towards debt for how many more months it's like interest free. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of a tactical thing, but like you can, what we did is like, okay, you know, job stability isn't necessarily the great, greatest for everybody right now. So we're like, Hey, let's just save it. And, you know, if we want to spend that money on our, on our uh, tuition, right. We'll right. just save it and throw a lump sum at it later in the year and it'll cost us, it'll be the same amount, right? Yeah. So like that was one tactical thing we've done. So like we just really honed in on like saving and just being smart with our money right now. Right. So from what you were sharing, you and your wife, you guys are very, I would say, different from a lot of um, Generation Z that I see on social media right now. Obviously, that's not the whole representation of the generation, right? right? But my question to you more is that how do you stay motivated and have the growth mindset that you have right now and mm. not get caught up with the instant gratification that is showing mm. up online or, you know, instant lifestyle changes that your peers have? So what is the thing that you do to... I would say be different from that. Yeah. It's something that like we love to talk about. Cause it's, it, again, it's come back to a little bit of the lifestyle inf- inflation, right? Um, we're just not big fans of comparing. Mm, I mean, comparison. like yeah. the comparison game is so dangerous. Like I can look at, you know, the person that, you know, had their parents pay for college, like, and we, we have to pay for our own. Right. And just be like, they made the different de- decisions cause they could. Yeah. Right. And I could be upset with that. Or I could realize, you know, and be like, okay, like they're just on their own path, right? And just being okay with that, like, is something that we really had to work on, um, because like it is like with Instagram and Twitter and you got all these different things that like social media that is, is out there, 
um, we could definitely get caught up in, you know, that comparison game and wanting to live the life of other people. Right. Right. But I think also it just comes down to like, we were willing to sacrifice what we want now for what we want most. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we looked at some of the other people that we knew had, who had made different decisions and like were had different results in their thirties than most every other person. And we just simply asked like, what did you do? Mm. And then based on those questions, like it made it pretty clear. It's like, Hey, like, can we drive? Like I own a 2003 Camry right now. Like it's 207,000 miles on it. I could definitely go buy a car, a nicer car right now, but I don't need to. Right. Right. There's nobody to impress. There's no, there's no point in like comparing myself and trying to get the car that other people may have bought. Like at the understand, at the end of the day, just understanding that like, if you make different decisions now, Mm. more humble decisions now, it's going to pay dividends on the back end. Right. Right. It's kind of like investing up front. (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. Right. Invest into you, invest into like your long-term vision. Yeah, no, I love it. And I really want to commend you and your wife for just, um, standing the ground and, you know, uh, making the change and walking the walk, like you've learned something and you actually implementing in in it, Mm -hmm. in your life and you speak openly about it. And it's very impressive to me that, um, you guys have, same mindset and as you're getting married you join you know your mindset and your goals together um and because i would i would say that it's because you are a good communicator but at the same time on your linkedin it says that you are introvert yeah well recover introvert yeah yeah. (laughs) so maybe you can speak more about that and what does that really mean and what is behind that idea that you want to about yeah so for me uh just like you're talking about a good communicator uh, i appreciate the compliment you've never met me two and a half years ago so you don't know how much i've grown uh in that time frame um but more or less uh when i look at like my recovering introvert like when i why i mentioned that is you know i i was really held back by some introverted tendencies and again like i think it's important to note that like being an introvert isn't a bad thing in fact i think i have superpowers because i'm an, i'm an introvert some sort of superpowers right um, so it's not a bad thing. I just realized for me to move on in my life, I needed to start to revert or like transition some of my tendencies. So like mm. example, right. I'm a freshman in college, right. I'm a pretty introverted kid. Like, okay. There's obviously the college party scene a little bit. I go to some places. I was the kid that would like, like go grab a drink and I go sit in the corner. Mm. Right. And I just be, I was that, that was my tendency. I was okay with that at the time. Right. But then I started to realize, you know, if I'm going to hit my goals, if I'm going to network and meet the right people to get to where I want to go, I'm going to have to to actually get out of those and like be willing to go up and shake a hand, be willing right. to reach out on LinkedIn, right, and have a conversation. Like, and for, because of that, like, I've really had to work on just being a little bit more extroverted and sharing. And then it starts getting then like we had a speaking opportunity or two, and then that started to provoke like more change because I was like, I have to, I like realize we can have an impact based on the decisions we've made, like we can share and help people. So we realized we had to work on our extroverted tendencies then. Yeah. So like a lot of that came, but like early in life, I was a very extroverted kid. So like backtrack, I was very extroverted, go through bullying, all this mm. other stuff, become very introverted, thinking that my word and what I have to say doesn't really matter. Uh. Right. Very introverted when I come to, uh, you know, college, have this awakening, I guess if you want to call it that, and like start to like grow up a little bit and understanding the things I need to change. So that's why I say recovering introvert, because I went from being an extrovert to an introvert to an mm. extrovert, to working on being more of an extrovert, right? Right. Um, and that's for my path, right? It's like, not everybody has to like, again, introversion is a bad thing. Some people can work on it and be extroverted, right? If they want to. And that's the, that's the point to inspire that. Right. 
uh, not that introversion is bad, right? So I just want to point that out. Yeah, no, and I love that you share that because I can relate to some of the parts that you're saying that I do believe that I have a superpower of being introverted and mm-hmm. um, that's a time for me to recover. I sometimes I speak about as of I'm a phone and sometimes my battery is just drown and I just need the time to recharge, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not that I don't like people. It's that I need a break and it's not personal. <laughs> it's just yeah. more for me to recharge. So then when I come back, I can be a better version of myself and really make an impact and be just hundred percent and fully present when I'm being an extrovert. And that's why I think that those are labels that people tend to put on, on themselves because of the mindset shift or change or something happened in life and Mm -hmm. i love what you shared that you were extrovert and then introverted and then you realize that well it's time to you know change your tendencies but it is truly about the balance Mm because um there's no such thing that oh well if you're an introvert by when you did some tests and says you're introvert you cannot become an extrovert it's really the balance but being self-aware of it and i love that you speak on that subject and help people to realize that as well. Um, so yeah. one of the speaking um, topics that you have on LinkedIn is entrepreneurship. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you can share a little bit more about that. I know you've shared about your side hustle that you and ha- your wife had. And that's one of the questions in this interview is what is the one thing or advice that you can give to audience so that they can increase their income during these hard times you know and we don't really know if the economy is going to go back up and mm-hmm. if the you know the job there were going to be more jobs or less jobs so what is the one thing that you would recommend the audience can do to improve their income and mm-hmm. moving forward yeah totally uh i think be clear on what you want right clear on what you need I think if you need a couple hundred bucks, I mean, by all means, go on Facebook, buy, sell, trade, flip a couple items, make yeah. hundred, a couple hundred bucks, right? Like that's for sure. But just be clear on what you need for to, to really better your life, right? Like for us and our side hustles, our side hustles, we're like thinking long-term, right? Mm. Um, we have our speaking side hustles, which we want to like, we want to grow to really impact people, right? We want to open an educational company at some point, really mm. just to, again, empower more people, you know, through what to hit their goals and what they want right? That's what our goals, our goals are pretty long-term side hustles, right? That's what we're looking at. Whereas like a lot of people, I think right now in the pandemic are probably just looking, how can we make the next 500 bucks to really lessen the stress, right? Right. Um, So I, if you're in math space, I would just say, go be willing to hustle, right? Be willing to go, go work hard and maybe flip, flip some items. Like, I mean, shoot. I mean, some of the stuff that I did in high school to make some extra money, like I went and planted trees on my buddy's tree farm, right? Because he was just like, Hey, I'll, I'll help you. I'll pay you a little bit of money. If you, if you're willing to come do this, I'm like, you know, just being willing to be gritty and, uh, and get out of your comfort zone. I think, I think there's a big, something big to say about, uh, you know, the, uh, the ego involved, right? Mm. Are you in entrepreneurship for your ego? Or are you in entrepreneurship to create a better life? Right. Right. So it's like, that. I see a lot of people that are like, oh, I got to build an app or I got to build the next, you know, Amazon. And it's like, okay, like, but why, right? Is there a big reason why? Like, yeah. if you're, if you're, your goal is just to be there on the cover of Forbes. I can't say that it's probably going to motivate you to really get there. Right? right. Like it's a great goal, but like at the same time, it's not very internal and like, there's not a purpose. Now, if your goal is to be on Forbes so that you can go help people because you have the influence, you have the ability to give back, then maybe, 
for right. sure. Right. Right. And the same thing with your side hustles. It's like, if you're at a scale or a small scale, like I need to make a couple hundred bucks, like, I mean, by all means go flip some items, but again, it kind of comes back to like, what is your goal for it? Right. No, I love that. And it's, um, kind of reminds me of, um, this is, um, are you really want to like, do you really want to be in a business for the process or you just want a title right. of having yep. a business? Because yep. <laughs> it is a process that it's not that easy to get you, get you. So yeah, thanks yeah, for totally. sharing that. Um, so yeah, we spoke about that. And I guess in the shorter term, um, what would be the one advice or highlight or practical thing that you can share with the audience so that they can level them up during the next economical downturn that it's going yeah. to happen and mm -hmm. we need to be prepared now. Yeah, I love how you say it's going to happen because it's going to happen, right? It's not an if, it's a when, and we've seen it yeah. every 10 years that something's going to happen, right? Um, my mindset is just start now, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to start now and just to, again, to find what you want your life to look like and like how you want to live during the next, like it's not, hopefully not a pandemic, right? But like maybe the next economic downturn. So like, just getting to the base of like maybe setting up like, Hey, what do you want your finances to look like? Be very, I mean, just put a deadline on a goal. Mm -hmm. Right. And just be very particular in what you want. Right. Right. Cause it's like, if you want like your six to six to 12 months worth of savings, like, okay, that's great. But do you want it in 10 years or do you want it next year? Mm. Right. Two totally different questions. So, or two totally different results. So just be really clear on what you want that to look like. I'd be very practical and and how you set up your, your goals for your finances, right? For yeah. us, it's, we're going to get our debt. We're going to get debt free in two years. We're knocking that out, right? Getting our student debt gone. And then from there, it's just like, can we stack up six months of savings and really start to invest into ourselves and, and really, uh, you know, start to grow our side hustles long-term mm -hmm. so we can create some, create some results. And, um, and just being realistic with that, you know, I think, I think I'll, I just encourage people to be realistic with that aspect of it and what they're actually creating with the budget that they have you know, and what does that mean for you? And let's just say the next 10 years or the next five years, right? Where is that going to put you? Yeah, no, I love it. And just having conversation with you, I just uh, put things in, in perspective and make things more realistic. It's like, well, ask yourself question, what is that you want and put it into perspective? What do you actually have right now and what you right. can do? Um, it really motivates me. And the things that you're saying, they are not, like I would say, complicated. They are very simple, yeah. but... I appreciate the way you put it together, that it's easy to digest and simple enough to understand. And I think that's where a lot of issues are underlying is when we talk about finances, money mm -hmm. or future, people get overwhelmed because like, oh my God, it's so many things. But, you know, when you sit down with someone who have done it before, just like you, you put it in a simple perspective, like, okay, start with this and this, and it breaks down and it really helped to navigate through all these overwhelming feelings mm. easier. Yeah. And for that reason, I would love for people to connect with uh, Devin. Um, if you really want to connect with him, just go to LinkedIn at Devin Zilmer or Instagram, which I just added you earlier today. Yeah. Um, he is open for DM and just any questions that you have, um, they are working on their speaking engagement right now. So they're open for doing those things and interviews. So reach out and ask questions. Um, and for that, my next question and the last question to you is what is next for Zilmer um, family? And what is that you're doing right now to help the community with the message that you have? 
Yeah, I, I think next for us is now that we've graduated, made it through all the marriage and all that stuff, like had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, next for us is is really just setting up our lives to to really live differently in our 30s. So um, one of that's just being really good in our in our budget and our finances, right? Um, part of that too is just like, hey, we want to have a really big impact. We want to give back to people. Yeah. We're big believers in that. Um, so for us, it's like we're scaling out our side hustles um, right now and getting more speaking engagements. Um, and, uh, you know, really sharing a message through there, uh, of just that anybody else can like follow a path that we've done. Yeah. Like I, I, when somebody, the worst, uh, the one thing I, I want to say hate, but the thing I hate the most is when somebody looks at us and says, man, you guys are so polished. You guys like, you guys look like you got it all together. You know, it's like, but you didn't see the two to three wor- years of work that I put right. in behind the scenes to get to the spot. Right. And that's why we want to talk about it is because anybody can do it. They just gotta be willing to put in the work to set themselves up, whether that's financially, you know, in their introverted tendencies or whatnot. Um, so right now that's really what we're working on. And then in a couple of years, we're going to launch an educational company, which we're really excited about just to empower more people. And uh, yeah, from there, it's just like, how can we create some different decisions to give back and maybe charitable decisions down the road. And uh, we're really looking forward to the next five years and just setting ourselves up to, to really have an impact and, and lead some people. I love it. And I'm so inspired by that vision. And is there anything that I can do um, to help you with that vision to reach to that or if any engagement, um, you know, uh, that you have, I would love to be a supporter of that. So just let me know. And I'm looking forward to just um, follow you guys journey and just learn more and get inspired. So thank you so much for being here today. And you guys, Devin Zilmer and go and connect with him. What a great story and great testimony of, um, you know, being intentional, setting goals and just knowing exactly what you want. But so I'm so glad that we were able to connect and for our audience to learn more about what you guys have and more to come. Yeah, really appreciate it. I think thanks for having me on. I hidden gems. I don't know about that. We're just average human <laughs> beings that decided to make different decisions. So I appreciate the appreciate the the compliment there and yeah thanks again for having me on today and uh, hopefully we can help some more people with this yeah thank you thank you so much